And the Grammy goes to Padam Padam, Kylie Minogue. Well, what a way to start the show, my friends. Can you believe I wake up, have a little cup of tea, take my vitamin B pill, open up my phone, <laughs> and what do I see, Nathan? What do I see? I'm, I'm astonished. I've got to admit, I'm very, very... I'm shocked, but really, really happy to see it. <laughs> you are shocked by the power. Nathan can't believe it. He's stunned. James and Rudy, g'day. Welcome to the Fortress as well. How are you both feeling? Oh, amazing. This is great news. Not unexpected. It's well-deserved. That's the way I describe it. Not unexpected. See, that's the part, I think, for a lot of fans. Like, mm, we're very cynical about these American award shows. Will they actually honour talent? Or do you have to buy one of these things? I'm not that surprised. Go on, Rudy, tell us about it. No, I think that the industry goodwill for her in the States has really come through this time. And the, yeah. the competition was stiff, but she edged them out pretty handily. Yeah. Rudy, you're over there in the United States. Kylie vibe must be high, right? I mean, she beat out some pretty damn great contenders here. Not only that, I think the Vegas residency has helped her visibility. The reviews have been good. She has younger fans. A lot of um, that has, you know, only risen um, the, you know, risen her profile. You know, made it greater. So, yeah, I don't think it's uh, unexpected at all. But I can see why, if you're outside the states, why you might be surprised. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. Long overdue. Long overdue. I think from my perspective, as somebody in the UK, as somebody who is like kind of grown up with Kylie. I I'm so used to her being overlooked by people a lot um, that I think I was so shocked to see <laughs> her getting the recognition. But I think I felt that for a while now with Padam. Um, I feel like the being a bit like being Kylie fans is, is almost cool, which I can't remember the last time. <laughs> well, I have to say I, I, I agree to a point with that, but I mean. A lifelong Kylie fan here, you know, way back since bloody 1987. Um, she has won an award. She has won a Grammy before. Um, of course. So, you know, she, she has, you know, she has some sort of um, American following. And I remember, oh my goodness, way back in 2000 and what was it? 2001, 2002. Uh, I was in America. I was in Orlando and I walked into a Virgin Megastore and they had these like floor to ceiling pictures of Kylie because the Fever album was so big and Can't Get You Out of My Head was so big. And then she won the award for uh, Coming to My World, which at that point was unexpected. Um, but yeah, she has gone a bit under the radar in America since then. You know, she's now, thank God, she's nominated for um, a, a Brit Award this year, International Artist this year, quite rightly. And I think that's simply because Padam Padam has it's seen a global takeover. That's how I see it. But Padam Padam was just everywhere, everywhere. Every record state, every every uh, radio station was playing it. Everybody was listening to it. And James, for me, this is reparations as well because can't get you out of my head. 
didn't get a Grammy. I know that she got one no, for didn't. Come Into My World, but come on, guys. Can't get you exactly. out of my head. Doesn't win a Grammy. Give us a break. At least Padam won it and not bloody, I don't know, Tension or Hold On To Now or something like that. Was, no, that. She submitted 10 out of 10, which I mean. What? <laughs> 10 out of 10 was nominated for a Grammy? No, no, no. She submitted it, though. Um, yeah. Oh, do you have to submit, do you? Is that the way it works? Yeah. You have to submit. So what, I could submit something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd get very far, but yeah, <laughs> probably. You know what, Nathan? I'd I'd submit our last podcast. That was just brilliant. <laughs> Best we audio did recording. Do fabulously, we did. <laughs> what does another Grammy mean for fans? Fans first, like validation. What does it mean for us? Yes, absolutely, it's validation. But you know, for, for, uh, as I say, for someone who's been a lifelong Kylie fan, awards. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, it, it's nice to have. It's a pat on the back for Kylie. But I I, I hate to say it because I, I don't want to say that America is the most important market because it's not. But for a market that's not really been her biggest area, to get something like this, not only 20 years after her last one, but what is it, 30, oh God, 37 years into her career, to be given a Grammy... That, that there is validation there. I think around the world, it will be headline news. Oh, I think so. Rudy, if there was a meme, and I hope I'm using that expression correctly, to represent <laughs> this moment for fans, would it be all of us just smugly leaning back into a big red padam chair, folding our hands and nodding knowingly? Would that be it? <laughs> I like that. Good visual. It's a good visual. What's it mean for a fan over there in the States? Is it the same? Validation? I think, yes, absolutely, in a different way, uh, because, you know, we have always been, those of us who've been longtime fans here, we have lots of people who go, yeah, 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 but she's no, you know, fill in the blanks, she's no Cher, she's no Madonna, whatever, and now, they again, this is another cherry on top of this great era, but they have to take notice and say, okay, she's lasted, okay, you maybe you were right, so it's a good feeling, and we are right, <laughs> we are right. But what I love, Rudy and Nathan, because I'm going to hand the baton to you, she's just so hot on the heels of Madonna now. She only has to win five more Grammys and she's equal. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, I do have to hark back to what I just said, to what I said previously. I, I think she does and has over the years been overlooked dramatically more so than I think a lot of fans give like give like credence to, I suppose. Um, because realistically, um. I think people did overlook Kylie and have over the years. I think the the tabloids absolutely contributed to it um, and all of these things. But like, it feels like at the moment, um, from a credibility standpoint, Kylie has been viewed in a very different way to what she's been viewed previously. Um, and I'm so happy to see it because it is a validation thing. Um, and I think from our perspective, we can now see um, that other people are maybe seeing what we as fans have always seen. <laughs> that she is a true artist. I just want to sum this up with one request from you all. A personalised message to Kylie. What would you say to her if she was in front of you now? You've probably all seen the reel. I don't know if you have. It's only just out a couple of minutes ago. She's running around her hotel room in her <laughs> bathrobe. Clearly she was running late for the ceremony. She's excited. I, and then she takes off out the door, presumably to ring her mum or Danny or Brendan or someone. I don't know. What's your personal message, James, to Kylie? Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you. 
it's a simple thank you. Uh, she's been part of my life since I was 12 years old. Uh, I've loved and adored every single thing she's put out. Uh, and she's been the soundtrack to my life. Uh, and it's, it's quite simply thank you and absolutely bloody well done for winning this award. James, that was absolutely beautiful, but everything? Chiggy Wiggy? <laughs> I like Chiggy Wiggy. Come on now. Every man who ever sees me wants a whole man to be the one who gets me. <laughs> Can I come swinging in on a chandelier now? <laughs> I know every single word to that song. <laughs> Rudy, what would you say to Kylie? Because she's listening, I promise you. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm sure. I would, I bet she very well may. I would say absolutely 100% congratulations. This is richly deserved. Uh, enjoy the remainder of this fabulous era that has well earned. And by the way, thank you for the magic of this Vegas experience, which we are all, those of us who are privileged enough to go, are just basking in the glow of. It's just been wonderful. How do you feel about the fact that she's announced a US tour? Does that mean anything to you? Um, Or because you've already seen her in Vegas, does it not mean much? What's it mean? Well, uh, it's exciting. I hope that it really happens. I'm, 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 I believe her when she says that they're talking about it. I don't know if that really means it will happen, but um, my fingers are crossed. Oh, very much so. Oh, it's very exciting. Wow. Especially so we can I guess we, we, we've got to be uh, a little bit magnanim- magnanimous about it because we've been so lucky in the UK that she keeps touring here all the time. And, and I'm, I'm from Manchester. Uh, where we've got a massive gay community in Manchester and she concentrates her tour there so many times. So she won't just do one night, she'll do like four or five nights in Manchester. If she's doing the odd night in the, in the US, we've got to go, okay, <laughs> and hope that she's going to come back to us soon. Your personal message to Kylie though, Nathan? Um, mine would be a little bit different, I suppose. Mine would be, I think this is just the start, Kylie, and I think you need to strap your stilettos on <laughs> because you very much deserve it, and I'm incredibly happy for you, but I feel like there's going to be another Padam on your horizons very, very shortly. I do believe that this is the start of potentially a, another little world domination for you, and you deserve it so much <laughs> get those hands ready everybody thank you for being in the fortress do the padam 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 to the left to the right come on Nathan, pick it up <laughs> double time do it do it minor misdemeanor welcome to time to talk hello how are you doing i'm really good thank you for being on the show Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. What an amazing name. Minor Misdemeanor. (laughs) How'd you come up with that? Well, um, my drag mother's name is Felony Misdemeanor. So that's the (laughs) ultimate misdemeanor. (laughs) So I decided I'd be the little misdemeanor. (laughs) You have a drag mother? I have so much to learn. That's so awesome. Yes. Drag mother, drag siblings, and drag children. So, (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, just conjured up for me like someone a little bit mischievous, someone who gets up to a bit of mischievous. Jif, but not too much. Just a minor misdemeanor. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> now, listen, you went and saw Kylie in Vegas, and I, first of all, hate you. I'm jealous <laughs> of you. How dare you? 
you're probably not even as big a fan as me and you got to see her. It's not fair. So I've got that out of my system. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no worries. I'd hate me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what was it like? Tell us, tell us all. Um, well, I got to, I was lucky enough to go on opening night. I'm a huge Kylie fan ever since I was about 11 or 12 years old. I'm 34 now, so it's been quite some time. <laughs> and, um, and that's no but, mean feat, is it, in America? Because you're in the United States. So it's yes. been a Kylie fan over there. Um, it really is because, uh, luckily, like, um, I am first generation American, so I'm Polish. So everything that like compilation CDs I got from like my brother or my family, uh. they always had Kylie Minogue songs on there. And so that's how I kind of got to know her. And then it just like, I realized like nobody knew who she was out here really in my teens. And I would always have to sing like, you know, oh, you know the song, la, la, la. <laughs> and so people would get it or I'd say the locomotion and they'd be like, oh. But um, as I've grown older out here, more and more people definitely know her. It just always shocks me that like she has like a stronger fan base out here than what I feel they project out there for America, at least in the queer community. Like, obviously, we all love her so much. <laughs> yeah, and so. look, I, I admire all the fans from the United States who listen to this show, and there's a lot. We know there's a strong Kylie underground presence. Well, Padam, Padam brought it up to the surface a yes. little bit, I think. But uh, I admire all of you who, like you, have hung in there for the hard yards, not been able to go down to the CD shop back in the day and just pick up the <laughs> Kylie CD without having to ask the idiot behind the counter, hey, have you got a Kylie CD? <laughs> yeah. Who's Kylie? But, literally, but it makes it so much easier too for me at the same time because, like, we used to have this really cool store called Independent Records, and they would have like posters and stuff for like with advertisements. And when they were done advertising, they'd give it to you. There so was no I, fight for the posters, was exactly. there? Exactly. <laughs> I have like this huge, giant, like X cardboard poster, like for wow. selling and for selling and stuff. And I have that one, a body language one. So wow, I, always, I was like, great! I don't gotta like fist fight or throat punch anybody. I've for got a this one. horrible <laughs> image now of all this Kylie merchandise in a huge trash can in an alleyway in the United <laughs> States. Because yeah, that's probably where most of it ends up. Whereas in the rest of the world, yeah, there's a hundred. Kylie fans going, can I have that? Or stealing it before it even goes. Yes, I would line. gladly go dumpster diving for her. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been known to do definitely that. brought her more to the surface and and it's exciting. I mean, I kind of roll my eyes when people are all of a sudden like, oh, I'm a Kylie fan. Have you heard Padam? And I'm like, yeah, I heard Padam like way before <laughs> when it was just a thought, <laughs> you know. You're here to tell us, all the poor people who couldn't go to Vegas, you're here <laughs> to tell us about the atmosphere. I've watched all the YouTube clips. It's not the same thing. Coming up no. on this podcast, you'll be able to hear my verdict along with another guest. That's our Nathan. He'll be on with me very soon to talk about our verdict, which, by the way, it's a little bit controversial. And uh -oh. it's particularly controversial there, minor misdemeanor, because we weren't there and we're still getting yeah. a verdict. But you give us the real verdict. You were there. Tell us about what happened and what it was like to be in her presence. 
Absolutely. Um, just to preface, the getting the tickets was an absolute bloodbath. Like I was on for four and a half hours until one point I just started crying at my laptop because oh. the site just kept crashing. And I was like, that's oh. it. She's going to be on my soil and I'm going to miss her. Like this is uh, like insane. And my husband at the last minute, he was just like, oh my God, I got us the gold VIP tickets, like the two seaters and all what? the two seaters are around the stage. That so, would have cost a fortune. Um, so the way that they break it down is general. So the part of the package is it's $200 for the tickets itself. And then based on your, like, if you buy a 10 person table versus a two person table, um, because I got both. <laughs> so wow. for the two person table, there was a $550 spending that you have to do at the table, um, which they have her wine, Prosecco's, caviar, cookies, all kinds of things. And I'll touch base on that in a second when I, I heard that there. some of that was delayed, but anyway, yes. Mm. <laughs> exactly. And then we got also lucky enough that I got the 10 person VIP table for January 19th. And that one is a $3,000 spending that you have to do at the table. What? So it's On all top based... of the tickets, you have to yes. spend 3000 <laughs> yes. What's that so... per head? $300 so, per head, isn't it? When I split it up amongst all my friends, um, because they also give you gratuity included, the sales taxes and all that, like what it will be all at the end of it, it came out to like 700 bucks per person. So to me, I'm like, <laughs> that's worth it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's worth it. It's beyond the reach of a lot of the people listening, including exactly. myself. But mm, good for you. But that's good how you. I feel. You're just when making it's me hate you more, Minor. <laughs> no, but it's like, that's how I feel when it's all in the UK and I have to spend <laughs> my flight and my hotel and the currency exchange yeah. isn't that great for me. So <laughs> that's true. That's so, true. Yeah, so it's just a little bit hindsight on our end. Like I was able to fly from Denver to De um, uh, to Las Vegas for only sixty bucks. So I was like, okay. So instead of spending more money out there on silly things, I spent it all on Kylie. So <laughs> um, when we did get there, though, there was a little bit of um, confusion about where the VIP people check in, where the general admission people check in. Um, so people started. I think doors open at nine. And people actually started up lining up at like 6 or 6.30 for general admission. Like, that was a little bit wild to me because you don't really see that in Las Vegas shows. And wow. I didn't know what the place would look like on the inside yet. And so I was like, okay, like the, the VIP person told us to come back at 9.30. Um, we were with a couple of friends and they wanted to upgrade their tickets from general admission to a table, which anybody listening to this, I would absolutely recommend doing that because they actually saved money by doing that. They only paid... Um, what they were supposed to spend at the table. So instead of like anything extra, like fee processings and things like that. So, mm. um, so they were able to upgrade their tickets and then we eventually, um, we went to go have dinner and then we came back at nine and I saw a huge line that was just wrapped around everywhere. So I was like, you know what, let's just get in line. Um, the line. Oh, hang on a second. You didn't, as a VIP, you didn't have to stand with the grate unwashed, did you? That's no. Terrible. So, well, here's the, here's the catch 22 is, um, general admission got in before VIP did. 
Oh, this is outrageous. Yeah, it was wild to me because for a minute I was like, how's that happening? Why is our line so long? Which um, it was crazy. If you're there, look at the general admission, like check in line, because that's where all the celebrities were going through as well. So we got to see like Billy Eichner and Jesse Ferguson and Lisa Vanderpump going through that way. Um, but we just like stood there for almost an hour. I want to say it was kind of bonkers. Um, by the time we got to the front to be checked in, it made a little bit more sense. I think because it was the first night they were a little bit more disorganized because they had like two people checking in all of these hundreds of VIP tables and then taking your credit card information at that time and then taking one group one by one by one. So it really slowed down the process. Wow. Um, but overall, I was still really excited. And when you come in, um, the merch table is to your left and the merch table I was um, a little bit disappointed in, if I'm being honest, because I feel like Kylie Minogue has... Uh, at least her at her concerts like the arena tours and stuff she usually has really great merch um as opposed to this one i felt a little bit let down especially for the prices like the bomber jacket was it just says like kylie minogue on the back in vegas and stitching and that was almost two hundred dollars so yeah so that kind of was a bummer the t-shirts um were up close to a hundred, um, and they also said a lot of the merch didn't get there uh, in time, so I missed out on any of the extra merch. Um, but I did get what they didn't promote was a lithograph that is um, actually relatively big. I would say it's about the size of my torso, um, and it's an artwork of Kylie Minogue as a showgirl, and on the bottom it has her autographed and then numbered because they only made Ooh. 500 copies. Now that's so, special. How much was that? 125 cheaper than the damn bomber jacket. Oh, so. <laughs> would, so hang on a sec. You've got a choice between a $100 Kmart bomber jacket with Kylie's plastered on the back. Well, for 125 yep. you get her autograph. Yep, exactly, oh, and that's what I it. went for. Easy choice, right? Easy choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, on the cheaper ends of things, I don't remember how much the because I got this deck of playing cards from her, and I think it was like twenty twenty five bucks. I was like, yeah, throw it in. But each of the cards are the different Kylie Minogues from the Tension music video, so I thought that was really cool. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so that was all really fun. They had some hats, which again were a little bit lackluster. Um, I'm just used to like usually Kylie Minogue's face plastered on everything or naked men, half shirts off, you know, on stuff. And this was just very like simple things. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. Um, you know, Mina, I've already concluded that you are absolutely a certified Kylie fan. I've, I, oh. <laughs> I know you told me, but I had to prove it to myself. The fact that we're still at the merchandise table, this is amazing. I'm loving it. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. If I ramble, please. I let me am know. <laughs> loving every second. I'm so with you in the foyer. I'm looking to my right, and there's the merch. Yes. And, um, and yeah, and it was just great just being surrounded by Kylie lovers in general. In general, mm. was really awesome. They're a nice so. lot, aren't they, Kylie fans? 
yes oh my god they're so sweet like mm. i i it was just like for once i didn't feel crazy in america like gushing over her or people <laughs> making they usually make fun of me because i'll be like oh kylie minogue this and they'll be like oh ha 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 kylie jenner and i'm like no mother already took her to court twice in one point. <laughs> like <laughs> we're we're good with that you can miss me with that kylie joke so <laughs> um so yeah, so after the merch table, I finally went in and I don't know what I was expecting from the photos because it's like being in person and seeing the photos are two completely different things. So I saw all of the leaked photos and when I went in, it like our whole group kind of, it took our breath away. Like the ceiling was way higher than we thought it was going to be. The walls were like textured crystal rocks looking with these intense lights everywhere. There was um, a DJ in the right, uh, well, stage left, there's a DJ, and um, we kept calling her Miley Cyrus or Hannah Montana all night because she looked just like her. <laughs> and she played phenomenal music, the DJ. The DJ tried to get everybody like going and talk on the microphone, like how many lovers do we have here and all of this fun stuff. And they also played some remixes of songs that were not in the show. So that was really cool. Um, you get to sit down at your table. And like I said, once I got in there, it made a whole bunch of sense. So she has... Um, a whole bunch of disco balls in the ceiling. And I was like, well, that's a cool feature. And then when the show started, I didn't realize the disco balls move up and down and like they spin and everything and they put lights on them. So that was really interesting to see. And then in the back, like completely in the back of the venue is the bar. And at the bar, they have all of her wines lined up. Um, they make specialty cocktail drinks. There was one drink called the Vegas High on there, which obviously I had to get. Because Yay! Was What's in the Vegas though. High? What's in the um, Vegas High? It was the Prosecco mixed with some juices. I took a picture. I'll send it to you after. I love it. <laughs> there was, I love it. All I know is I, I got Did it taste good? off of it. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> it definitely tasted um, fruity because I like things that aren't strong, strong alcohol tasting. Um, I like it to kind of sneak up and punch you in the face out of nowhere. So that was definitely <laughs> that kind of drink. Uh, <laughs> so I absolutely recommend the Vegas High. And, um, but here and now I finally understood what general admission was, and I'm happy for those people that did line up early. The general admission is placed at the back of the venue next to the bar. So there's no seating. You're kind of crowded around a railing. And so it is recommended then if you want to get a good standing part for general admission to go early or else you'll kind of get pushed to the back. But because the bar is back there, the moving, like, always tends to happen. Like, someone, you know, if someone tries to go to the bathroom yes. or to the bar, then they lose their spot and you kind of get to, like, wiggle up forward. Does that make sense? And and it's like um and it's the entire back bar and then you drop down one level and one and that's the stage level and that's where all of the VIP booths and tables and chairs are and i thought those were all beautiful all of the big Tell booths. us about the booth I, I was imagining velvet lounge like semicircles is that sort of right or not Yes, absolutely. Velvet, from what I can remember, it was like a darker pink velvet. It could have been the lighting, like, messing with me. And, like, little 
tables, um, uh, like low to meet the booth. Our specific table for the two people was like a little cocktail standing, uh, not a cocktail, uh, not a standing table, but like a cocktail small circle table with two chairs. I do wish that they, um, had bigger tables for it because me and my husband had to spend $550 on alcohol. So that's quite a lot we had to get. Um, so, uh, like a bottle of Belvedere, the full bottle was like 500, um, like you can get, um, for $25, all like Coke product mixers with it, which with Red Bulls, which I was a little bit, um, irked at. Cause when we got there, they told us Red Bull was sold out. Coke was sold out. Um, so I was just like, well, then what is here? You know, but the waiter was trying to, you know, uh, accommodate as best as he could. I couldn't be upset with him. So <laughs> um, we just got a whole bunch of juices instead of the other things. And, and were then, you waiting a long time? I've heard that it was quite disorganized for night one. And, and so therefore yes. people were waiting a long time, up to up to 45 minutes for a drink to come to the table. Yeah. So I would say... The drink, my Kylie uh, Vegas High, took a while, When, but ordering the bottle service portion of it did come maybe within, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and at least our waiter was up front by saying, like, the bar is backed up, we're running out of things, like, it's just a little bit more than what we anticipated, so... I feel like there's going to be just a learning curve for them and maybe an inventory issue. So hopefully moving forward, they plan better for that portion. Um, and, and this room, to go back to the room that you're yeah. in, because that's what all the fans were excited about when we saw the artwork of what this room would look like. Is it called mm -hmm. the, Vol the Voltaire is the name of the ho the room or the, or the hotel? Um, the Venetian is is the hotel, and Voltaire is the yes. the name of the club. So, from right. my understanding, is they basically built this for Kylie. She's the leading lady, and then other people, when she's not performing, will be performing in there. But that they're also going to treat it like a nightclub whenever there is nobody performing in there in general. Yes, exactly. And was it impressive? You talked about the ceiling being high, but like, is it when you walk in, do you think, yep, this is what I paid for? This is the decadence that I, that I was expecting. Yeah. So, so the, the deco and the art of everything of the whole room, that made me feel like, okay, this was worth it. Cause the light show in it is just absolutely top notch phenomenal. I knew Kylie would do something with lighting. Cause even when I saw her for, uh, was it 2008 for the X tour? Um, like she was kind of the first person starting all of those projections on the floor and everything. Like yeah. I always feel Kylie is very one step ahead of the game when it comes to production stuff. So seeing the lights like constantly change in there, like the room almost felt alive and it felt grand and luxurious and expensive. And I personally just really enjoyed it. Like even my husband who is a Kylie fan, but not nearly anywhere <laughs> to my level. And he's like, this is really fancy. Like this this is really cool. And and then when we got to the stage area, um, because we like if she would spit on me, I would catch it. Like <laughs> that's how close <laughs> we were to her. But I was surprised how um, smaller the stage was, if that makes sense, because I'm used to seeing her on like a giant, you know, massive stage. Um, so I was like, OK, let's see how she works with this. Um and they do do a pre-show. The pre-show is like a burlesque dance style type of performance. And Ugh, that, yeah. that 
<laughs> I thought it was entertaining in the sense of it helped kind of distract from things kind of running behind and the chaos. Um, I also enjoyed... Uh, some of the numbers were really good, but you can tell that some of the fans, I don't know if they weren't drunk enough yet or if people weren't into it, but like you can tell like it was a little bit like off. Like I yeah, almost but Mina, can I tell you something? This is my theory on this again. I didn't go. So what yeah. right have I got? Well, I've got the right of being a fan since 1986. So I'm going to say it. I dare say most people in that room were like, uh, we're here for Kylie, not for this yes. smuggling act or whatever the <laughs> hell you were watching. And I was surprised by it because it's like we had to ask the person who was organizing everything if there's a pre-show or something. So I wish they would have also, I agree, I wish they would have advertised it well. So like, although um, it was a nice surprise, it kind of also took me off guard because it's like I'm sitting here trying to order get myself settled, stop crying that I'm realizing I'm seeing Kylie Minogue. And then there's like a performance happening right in my face. So it was just like a <laughs> lot to take in all at once. <laughs> and then by the time I finally settled in, like the show kind of was finished and I was like, Oh, okay. So I hope the whole beginning gets a lot more ironed out, smoothed out because that definitely ruined a lot of people's, um, I don't want to say mood, but just their energy in general, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, this took us a long time. It's now 11 o'clock and she was supposed to be out by 11 and, and, you know, she tried to start as close as possible to that time, but you could tell that they were pushing it back because they were still trying to get people into the venue. So, um, so that was a little bit, Sad, but I know that's not necessarily on her end. That's more of the the club itself. I heard rumors that they were worried if the club was even going to be finished on time for opening night, which kind of yeah. made me like really nervous. But they pulled it together. Um, Kylie then they introduce her, saying Kylie's going to start. Kylie does a little announcement on the microphone. Lights come down. Hang on, sorry, Kylie does an announcement herself. Yes. Uh, she so doesn't she say was, introducing the one and only. Yeah, no, Kylie herself was like, thank you so much for being here. This is night one. I hope you guys are excited for all of this. Like, we'll just start momentarily. And then that's when the DJ was like, all right, who's ready for Kylie? So I've never I, heard of Kylie doing her own pre-announcement like that. Oh, my that's God. Incredible. It made me feel like like this was really special. So, wow. um, so I was like, well, that's really cool and then after the dj finished you know now being like all right we're gonna do kylie who's ready she then disappears after that and then the dramatic lights start like it was the lights were just incredible um and she ten the, nine uh, yes uh, and into light years which um oddly enough if i'm being honest i was completely taken back that she did that as her opening number because in america people don't know light years if you know yeah so yeah. so um but it was nice when it happened and here's this silhouette of this five foot woman <laughs> in front of us and i look around and everybody's like singing the song along and i'm like oh my god i'm amongst my people i'm not the only weirdo <laughs> singing the lyrics um and then it was just her just solo on stage for the first part of it and 
I thought that was really amazing because it gave you a moment to take in that, like, you're here, we're starting the show. Um, I'm used to Kylie doing a lot of cool props on stage and things like that. So with a smaller theater, this is absolutely probably the the most intimate setting I've seen her besides the one when she did. I wasn't able to see the unreleased tour that she did of all those B-side tracks. So The anti-tour, yes, yes, that's true. It gave me those vibes of how intimate it was, but mm. like obviously she had a little bit more stage. Um, so she didn't do a lot of props on stage. It was a lot of visual effects behind her, the lasers. Like I recommend for anybody who's seeing it and there's heavy light show stuff going on, take a moment and actually like look around the venue because there's so much going on with the lights that I was like, oh my gosh, this this is what she meant by this is an immersive experience. Like the lights are doing different things in the front and in the back and in the side. And then at some points of the show, the dancers came out and they were dancing in certain sections amongst the crowd, which that was like really cool, like full-blown choreography. Um, but she did, I was very surprised. She had not her original dancers. Um, I did find out later through a friend that I'm one degree separation from her. One of her friends is dancing in the, in the show as Kylie's dancer. So now that's my ultimate goal in life to find out if she can get me to meet her. Uh, <laughs> Very but, good. Uh, but I know that for a fact that those were Vegas dancers. So that kind of was interesting to me to not see her normal like backup dancers and stuff, which they still did a phenomenal job and everything. But um, there wasn't that many of them. Uh, choreography wise, they they did a good job. Um and like they filled out the space a lot but you can tell that the main focus was kylie minogue here in this residency <laughs> like they really didn't pull focus away at her at all and if anything they probably enhanced her presence in certain areas instead of trying to do like a crazy amount of choreography so um, when she starts she's up there on the stage doing light years but I know when she comes down, and you have to tell me about that experience, when she comes down from that point, she is right there in the yes. audience, isn't she? I mean, so oh. how did it feel the first moment you realized how close she got to you? And what was that on the second track when she did, I think it was Vegas High, wasn't it? Oh, no, I got lucky. So since we're in day one, we got the full Supernova performance as the ah. second track. Ah. Yeah, so people hate me extra. Uh, <laughs> and that was my first time hearing Supernova live. So, and that's one of my favorite songs from disco. So I like turned into a 12 year old girl at that point. Um, Nothing and, wrong with that. Yeah. And like when she stepped down and she was right there, my, my thought process was just, I can rush the stage and get kicked out, but I can say I met Kylie Minogue and touched her <laughs> or I stay here. <laughs> So, of course, I picked the lather, but, like, just seeing her, like, uh, I don't know, I'm giving myself goosebumps because I'm hyping myself up all over again because I never thought I'd be able to see her that close. Like, the feeling is just What so is she like surreal. up that close? I've never seen her up that close. Is she as small as everyone says? Oh, my God. She's so tiny. The tiniest human being ever, like, pocket size. And, like, seeing her that close, I'm like, oh, my God, look how 
fit she is and so sexy, but also like her skin looked flawless because, you know, everybody does filters on Instagram and all of this stuff. And what I've always loved about Kylie is pretty much what you see with her is what you get. Yeah. And and there was exactly that. And like you could feel her energy, her kindness. But what's another thing that I've always respected about her is even though she's this pop global icon legend phenomenon, like she is so internally humble on stage. Like every time she talked, like she just kept saying her gratitude uh, for being here. Or she made a, a mention that after the locomotion, when she performed, she's like, if you would tell me that I'd be here in Vegas, you know, as a teenager, like I would have laughed in your face. And she's like, you know, we made it. We're all here. We finally <laughs> did it. And so I think that always just touches me that how grateful she is to still be at the top of her game at, you know, not to be ageism or anything, but at her age, you know, and still tapping into the young market and filling out all of these seats and stuff like you, we were all there together, like proud with her and, and she was just still Kylie, like being that up close, like you can tell she had a show to put on as well, but like she made you feel very much like she knows all of you, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. It's like an out-of-body experience. Did you have time to take in the people around you? Was everyone having that moment of, oh, my God, Kylie is now like a meter from us? Um, It took everybody a minute because, like, so the way this stuff is set up, because it's tiered, you know, but, like, you know, my husband's six foot three. He didn't want to stand up and block anybody's view. But, like, you were told, like, oh, you can dance and stuff. I wanted to get up and dance right away, but nobody else was getting up. It kind of looked like everybody was just like, oh, my God, she's actually here. <laughs> and actually, then... can I ask you about that? that? That's a really interesting point. She's not done a show where you can all sit around in booths before. Was yeah. there confusion about should we get up and down or did was there any instruction or advice about that yeah no um that is one thing i wish she would have announced on the microphone because i feel if mother would have approved it on the microphone being like <laughs> get up dance with uh, me it would have been a lot faster but it took a good song or two to like halfway through when she got onto the runway that's when people started standing up and my husband and i just was like okay if they're getting up then screw it i'm getting up and i'm not sitting back down for the rest of the 70 minutes so once people like finally like bit the bullet to stand up, everybody like was starting to stand up and like cheering on and having fun. But I think it took her getting onto the runway for people to finally be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to get up because this is hard to sit here after banger after banger bop after bop like <laughs> you know exactly. Uh, exactly but definitely was confusion but i will tell everybody nobody gets mad just just stand up and just go straight for it she she loves the dancing she loves the inter interaction like you can tell i was um if anybody wants to follow me on my instagram minor misdemeanor there's a lot of embarrassing videos of me um i was screaming cry i cried seven times um at one point <laughs> i counted had, that many times yes <laughs> i love that at one point uh, four different tables came to me with video footages of me saying this is you loving kylie minogue and i try to apologize to the fans and they're like no we're so happy to see someone enjoy and love her as much as the rest they're like but to see the pure joy coming out of you was 
was just like just as good as the show. So again, like the fans, we're all there. We all know how crazy this moment is. So it's okay to go wild and go crazy and and she like just soaks all of it in. Like you can just, you know, that devilish little smile smirk she does and like it's great to feel her loving all of us so tremendously. Now, Mina, tell me this: was the I know it's a, a strange nerdy question, but was the sound level good? Like, was it too loud? Was it loud enough? Was there a good bass? How was so the sound? So for me, the sound was great. Usually, when I'm that up close to a concert, like you can't hear the the singing as clear. I exactly. heard her pitch perfect. Like ah. I thought she was great. My husband never really understood. Why I Love, um, Why Your Disco Needs You is in my top five favorite Kylie songs, you know, because I love those opera notes that she hits towards the end of it. Oh, yeah. And that was the first time he really could clear hear her hitting those notes. And he goes, wow, I finally get it. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, her vocals are insane. So Music-wise, uh, clarity-wise, great. I did and have And the voice a was on point by the sound of it. The voice was oh, on point. Oh, the microphone was absolutely on. Like, <laughs> it was so wow. good. Like, not a voice crack, not a quiver. Um, and then you know that she's not lip-syncing, because if you're a true Kylie fan, you know the note changes and stuff. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. um, and she talks in between certain notes and stuff as well. So that was really cool. And... Um, but I did have other friends that said they got a headache from it. And I'm just like, well, um, like for me, like I was going and expecting a concert. So I don't know if that just did better for me or if I went numb from seeing her. But um, but I know that I had some friends who said that, that the music felt like it was a little bit too loud because they got a headache from it. I'm like, the louder, the better. I want to be immersed. <laughs> Were they in their late 70s by any chance? No, no, but <laughs> I just like, I don't know. I was surprised. I'm like, you're going to a concert. Of course, it's going to like make your ears bleed. Like, <laughs> Now, Minor, I'm curious for you to point out some of the highlights. The part that for me, when I watched it come through that she was, because I was reading it in text, not watching it, but I saw um, that she was on stage singing, I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. Oh, you just gave um, me goosebumps again. Yeah. So <clears throat> was that pretty special? Yes, that was one of the moments I cried with my husband because <laughs> Elvis is a big deal in our family here. So the fact that she announced it, that she's going to perform it, because she said she's like, I feel the greats of Vegas in here with us tonight. And she's like, and I felt compelled to, you know, do a, a pay respects to Vegas greats. And that's when she did it. And, you know, I honestly never imagined Kylie Minogue doing a... Elvis song and the way she just did it was so just tasteful and nailed it and like and we got to be the first people ever to hear her do it like it was so so special and it's just a spotlight and her at the end of the stage and and, it's and wasn't like she the, wearing the Elvis cloak too wasn't she I yes think? yes the black sparkly Elvis cloak <laughs> <laughs> and that's what like I think moments like that is what makes the residency worth it because you're like wow it's just the spotlight and Kylie Minogue and the fans like that's what and you're so close like everybody's together because when she does go towards the end of the stage where there's a little circle at the end of the runway 
it, that's where the general admission people have a better view because I got to look towards her back on that point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel she really tried to work the entire audience during spinning around. She just would go around dancing on people's tables in the back and wow. stuff. Like, like I was like, Kylie, you're on a table without security. Like, how are people not like rushing you? Like, <laughs> but all the fans were so respectful. Like, nobody was like reaching to touch her or anything. And I'm like, she just kicked over your like drink. Are you okay with that? Of course you're okay with it. It's Kylie. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, that was my Vegas high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was jealous of those people that got like, you know, she danced on their table and stuff. And she really. Um, that whole number, she moved throughout the entire crowd. So that's like really special as well. So things she wouldn't be able to do at an arena tour, she got to do it at the Ve Vegas residency for sure. Now you've painted this beautiful picture and <clears throat> the review that we've got coming up after the conversation with you is a little bit harsh. All right. It's <laughs> a little bit harsh. All right. Just give forewarning everybody. Uh -huh. uh, but I'm absolutely loving the picture you're painting. I'm wishing I was there. Tell me a few things. Was it surprising that she didn't have more of her early back catalog in this? Was there a song you were waiting to hear that you were so surprised just didn't happen? On a night like this, I'm like, <laughs> you have performed that song ever since it's been released. Like, yes. how did you take that out of your catalog? But I had to remind myself that, like, she only has a certain amount of time, right? And so in that 75 minutes, she does three acts, five costume changes. Like, that's already so many songs and almost all of the... No, she did all full songs. So, like, I was impressed with how many she did. As a fan, I'm always going to be upset that there isn't more or that she missed some songs. Bed of a devil, you know. Yes, but then again, you have to remember here in the States, I think that's what she's trying to play to yeah. more towards. Of, like, people know you know, get out of my way because Aphrodite was, you know, somewhat of a success out here on the state side. Um, what else did she do? Spinning around is obviously a huge, that's her like trademark for sure. I feel like she did light years and on because she felt that most people would know her from that, even if you were a newer Kylie fan. Because if you're a newer Kylie fan, you're not going to the 80s. You're not listening to Turn It Into Love and all of those good songs, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, so she's I catering for a very particular audience there. That's yes. For sure. mm -hmm. Yes. And so that's that's what I think is her, it's probably a mixture of her and her team being like, all right, we know the fans love this, but also from a business point of view, we should probably include these. Um, like uh, on our night, I don't know about the night after us, but on our night, she was taking requests. She's like, oh, what's something we should do? Blah, blah, blah. And then she did the one acapella for us. Oh, so, a lovely version, isn't it? Oh, the best. <laughs> so, so that was really fun to hear her do that. So I hope she can continue doing that where she can fill in more of the back catalog, you know? The most important question, did she seem happy? Was she happy and relaxed? I so that's the one thing I know she was happy I don't want to say that she was relaxed because um, being an entertainer myself I know we can mask it and people won't figure it out so I feel like to the naked eye she felt normal and casual and relaxed 
But to me, especially, like, looking back at the videos and stuff, like, you can tell she had moments of playfulness, but there were other moments that I would catch her, like, she's doing choreography, and then she'd look back really quick at the dancers, and then be like, okay, this is the next move, and, like, then go into her next stuff. So, um, so I definitely think she had, like, first night jitters, um... Especially, like, you know, think about... I, I kept screaming to her from from the thing. I was like, America loves you. And she laughed on one of the times she was walking back. I was like, good. You heard me. We're here. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, just trying to put myself in her place. I'm sure mm-hmm. she had, are people going to like me? Or is anyone going to show up? Like, will people know my songs? Like, I kind of got more of that vibes of like okay now i need to get off the stage and go get changed really quick like show number one always hard isn't it always hard. yes absolutely and like she she did a great job hosting she did a great job singing and stuff but i could tell she was like song done i need to get off and go to the like you know what i mean so um so definitely i think as she does it more we'll get more of that like oh i'm relaxed kylie you know let me have a glass of champagne on stage (laughs) i'm hoping you can give us an exclusive here i've watched so many different angles of the, the vegas shows there seems to be a chemistry between kylie and one of the dancers in particular Um, Yeah, I I can't unsee it now that I've decided, and that's typical me, I've decided it's true, so now I've got confirmation bias and I just see it in every clip. But she particularly, there's this um, uh, male dancer with dark skin and he's... He just seems extra protective of her. And when she looks, you mentioned just there that she looks to her dancers, what's the next move and all that. Well, she looks to him a lot. So can you confirm that Kylie's in a torrid love affair with one of her dancers? Uh, I wouldn't call it a love affair. So my muggle, I do, I wear a lot of different hats. I'm also a professional dancer and choreographer as well. So from my insight point of it, if you look at her, he's the one that brings her the cloak. He's the one that's standing by her when she's dancing on the tables. He's the one, he's guiding her throughout the the whole show. Yeah, he's the what? He's the protector. Exactly, he's like the protector. And in each dance show you do, there's something called a dance captain. So the dance captain is in charge of like if the choreographer isn't there, then he that person would have to run rehearsals or make sure everyone is clean. So my so my feeling is maybe he's the dance captain. So he's mm-hmm. in charge of her props, like the cloak. Like he's solely in charge of that. He's in charge of making sure she gets from A to Z properly you know because he's a big guy too so no one's gonna mess with him (laughs) um you know so i know you're trying to say this is all strictly appropriate and professional and i don't like it (laughs) no no (laughs) but seriously like maybe not necessarily a romance just yet but (laughs) (laughs) thank you for adding that in yeah, yeah but i feel like He's the security blanket for her right now. And, you know, security blankets can evolve into other things. So I never like to say never. It's never too late. <laughs> yes. That's a shame. That wasn't there, isn't it? Tell me I this, Mina. Did she leave you wanting more? 75 minutes. So she must have left you wanting more, surely. I was upset that it was done. <laughs> like Because like you said, there was still a chunk of catalog that I really missed. I definitely wanted more. 
I was on such a high, especially with all of our friends. Like, so I did like that once the show finished, they just kept playing music and you were dancing. And that's when the Minogers really got to walk around and talk with each other. The dancers come out after the show and take pictures with everybody and talk. Oh, so I thought that was a really cool thing. I bet the uh, man I just mentioned didn't come out. The rest of them did. And he was <laughs> I didn't suspiciously see absent, as they say. <laughs> I did not see him, but they could have been <laughs> on the other side of the bar. So... No, you can't confirm, but no, I'll, I'll definitely try to figure out if there's something there because now I'm if super interested if there is anything there. <laughs> so you're, you're going back in January. I bet you can't wait. Like, give us a final wrap-up of all of this. So what, what are you hoping, like, is it one of those things where when you go back in January, you're going to try and take it in in a different way or? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when I go back in January, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is... I realized that I was so focused on her and only her. <laughs> like, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Like, when I was watching all the lovers on my phone, and I did this part where I, like, spin around to try to, like, look at the rest of the crowd singing along, and I noticed that the lights were doing something completely back there different and different projections, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, there really is something going on. So I'll definitely be viewing more of the show as a whole versus just like, oh my God, she's right here. I'm also hoping that she might add some more things to yeah. it. Um, definitely, like like I said, there was a lot of moments where I just, like, it was weird not seeing her with, like, props or the, uh, the opulence of it all, you know? I hate to say it like this way because I feel like it's a it's a negative notation but I don't view it negative that way um it was a watered down version of what her concert tours are like does that oh, you know a little yeah, bit of make sense yeah 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 so if you are a huge fan and you've seen her in the big stadium tours I've seen the X the Aphrodite's uh, all of those fun tours you're gonna see this it's kind of like just know what you're getting yourself into. When you go see Britney Spears in Vegas, you know you're not going for the live vocals. You're going for the entertainment factor. So with this, I would say go into it open-minded, but don't expect an X tour or something like that because she can only do so much on that stage. So it's more about the flashiness of the lights and the, the projections and then her voice, but also being that immersed and very close to her is an experience of its own. <laughs> Mina, I can't tell you. This has been <laughs> such an awesome description. I didn't expect to get this much detail. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I love her so much. So I'm like, I just you must want not apologize. To you're talking to probably the only person. In fact, your boyfriend owes me one because you've just got it out of your system, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I was like, I need to shut up now. I just <laughs> like when I came home, I played her entire discography from start to finish again. And he was just like, all right, I know you had a great time. I'm like, no, no, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I'm never this high until January again. <laughs> it will never end. It will never end. Never. I'm so excited you're going back again. So hopefully come back and tell us. Will you come back and tell us what it was like in January? Absolutely. The date I'm going on is January 19th. So if anybody else is going on that day, 
hit me up. I'm in all of the Kylie Minogue fan groups because I love meeting people and gushing over her as well. So, And um, most importantly, yeah. where can people find you, Minor, if they want to f- look you up on socials? Yeah, so my social media, very easy. Um, I, I make it easy so drunk people can find me, but minor misdemeanor, <laughs> one word. <laughs> and that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Actually, on Twitter, it's just Ms. Minor with a Z. Um, but other than that, Instagram is where I'm most active. You can find my embarrassing videos of me crying, singing along. Um, so feel free. And if anybody else has questions, feel free to reach out because I love it. I'm here to bond with everyone. (laughs) Well, I think you are absolutely awesome. You've been fantastic to talk to. And I am so glad you had a great time at a Kylie show. That makes my heart warm and fuzzy. Yes, thank you so much for having me and letting me gush and and you know and letting me be a part of your show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Just don't listen to the next part. <laughs> no worries. <laughs>